Support for this podcast comes from San Francisco International Airport. At SFO, you can discover award-winning flavors and unique shops all before takeoff. Learn more about what's at SFO at flysfo.com. From KQED. KQED Public Radio in San Francisco. I'm Michael Krasny. President Trump has called the U.S. Postal Service a joke, and concerns are mounting that with less than 90 days to the election, his administration is actively undermining the post office's ability to deliver mail on time. We'll talk to Benjamin Jealous, president of the People for the American Way, who is spearheading a campaign to defend the post office. Then at 9.30, an estimated 1 in 10 Bay Area adults do not consistently get three meals a day. And the economic insecurity and business closures spurred by the pandemic are only making matters worse. We'll hear how food pantries are managing, and we'll talk with new participants who never expected to need help finding food. Join us after this news. Welcome to Forum. I'm Michael Krasny. With less than 90 days until the November election, concerns are mounting that the Trump administration is actively undermining the Postal Service. Although the Postal Service is the country's most popular government agency, President Trump recently dismissed it as a joke and questioned its ability to deliver mail-in ballots on time. And Trump's newly appointed Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, has limited overtime work and extra mail processing moves that postal workers say have caused mail backlogs. In response, Benjamin Jealous, president of the People for the American Way, is spearheading a campaign to defend the post office. And we're going to talk to him this uh, segment about what can be done to ensure that Americans have, can have confidence in the mail service. Welcome back to Forum, Ben Jealous. Good to have you with us. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. And I should mention that Ben Jealous is now the president of the People for the American Way and People for the American Way Foundation and also former president of the NAACP. Let's start out with uh, finding out from you why the post office has to be defended. I mean, certainly the president has said very provocative things, but you're concerned, I know, in mobilizing a social media campaign of yours with um, really defending the post office, maybe even saving it. Yeah, look, it's under incredible threat. I mean, this is a great institution created by Ben Franklin to serve every corner of our to serve every corner of our country. And it's also the solution, right? vote by mail in this pandemic to make sure that our democracy operates. And this president who's afraid of the outcome of the fall election has taken the unprecedented step of hobbling the function of the post office in advance of that. It's deeply disturbing. It's one more example of the corruption that we've seen in this administration of him appointing his cronies who then attack core you know, the kind of the core functioning of our country, whether it's our schools, whether it's the pandemic response uh, that his son-in-law is so bungled, or it's this, you know, or it's our post office, which his crony, Mr. DeJoy, has attacked. Uh, you know, this is not a time for us to be cutting back on overtime for postal workers. Just the opposite. It's a time for us to invest. Well, DeJoy is, is being called to account. In fact, uh, I believe that uh, Schumer and Pelosi, the Democrats, are demanding he resign as finance chair of the Republican National Convention. But he's also, as you say, a, a crony of Trump's, a major donor of Trump's. And he has some financial interest. He and his wife and other companies that really present some serious problems, at least on the face of it. Could you talk about that? 
Yeah, well, it, it's it's just what we've seen so many times. You know, the um, you, know, you 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 see the same thing with Betsy DeVos over at the U.S. Department of Education. You know, he appoints people who are his big financial backers who are not qualified for their roles, who then, whether it's our public schools or it's our post office, uh, actually act, you know, make moves to destroy the core institutions uh, of our society. And in this time, you know, when Mr. DeJoy is also the finance chair of the, of the Republican National Convention, when the president has made it so clear that more people voting does not benefit his party, that more people voting by mail does not benefit his party. Uh, and really what it comes down to is that he's fearing that he's not going to be re-elected. I mean, this is a man who has voted by mail many times, who knows that it works, it's worked for him, but suddenly he's trying to make it harder for the, for the people of this country to vote by mail. And he's also even attacking the very idea. And it's all, and I think most people see this, it all just comes from the fact that he's afraid that he can't win fair and square. Well, he said uh, on a number of times that it's going to be a rigged election. It's going to be a fraud, uh, almost as if he's setting things up for that sort of uh, debacle. But the, the reality is, at the same time, there's been a serious uh, revenue crunch with respect to the post office, uh, the postal service, I should say. And uh, the House has passed a $25 billion uh, relief bill, which is sitting, I think, still on Mitch McConnell's desk, is it not? Yeah, that's exactly right. And, and, we, and we absolutely need the Senate to go ahead and fund it. Look, that's a lot of jobs all across Kentucky. It's a lot of jobs all across this country. Mitch McConnell knows better. He knows that the people of Kentucky depend on the U.S. Postal Service. Uh, he knows that the people of this country do too. And, you know, under any normal presidency, it would not be a question during a crisis like this where the Postal Service plays such a vital role uh, that it would be supported. It has only become a question because the president uh, in his corruption has turned it into a football in this, uh, you know, in this time of politics and, you know, in, in his re-election. He's literally simultaneously trying to encourage older voters in Florida to use vote by mail because he thinks it'll benefit him there while trashing it and saying that it doesn't work for the rest of the country. Well, Mr. President, if it's worked for you and it worked and you're saying it'll work just fine and one of the largest states in the country, guess what? It works for the rest of us too. Let's just invest, make sure that our postal service gets the 25 billion that they need uh, and stop having his cronies tear down the core institutions of our society. Yeah, the president did do a mail-in vote in Florida and he says it works there because they've had Republican governors who have made it work, but somehow it's not working as far as he is concerned anywhere else. I'd like to get our listeners involved in this discussion we're having with Ben Jealous, who's president of the People for the American Way and the People for the American Way Foundation, former president of the NAACP. And if you have something you'd like to ask about the post office, and I know there are many people who are concerned about, I mean, the post office, let's, postal service is a lifeline for millions of people who are isolated. It's also uh, in this pandemic, something that makes people feel, uh, should they be compelled to choose between health care and the right to vote? Uh, and if you would like to join us and weigh in here, or if you have questions for Ben Jealous, please feel free to do that now. Our toll-free number is 866-733-6786. It's available to you now. And the number again to call, 866-733-6786, or get in touch on Twitter and Facebook. We're at KQED Forum, or email any question you might have to forum at kqed.org. 
And here's Beth who writes, this is not just about voting by mail. Don't Republicans realize that tens of millions of Americans, many over the age of 60, rely on the Postal Service for medications, medical equipment shipments? Many are veterans, disabled, and live in remote areas where the Postal Service is both a link to the outside world but a literal lifesaver? Well, she's right. I think exactly right. She's absolutely right. I mean, this is literally like the bloodstream of commerce in our country, you know, and for him to, you know, in this moment of a pandemic, uh, actually hobble its functioning is immensely cruel, you know, but this is also a president who just a few days ago, when he was asked about the surging deaths due to COVID and frankly, due to his mismanagement and again, him appointing one of his unqualified cronies, just as he'd done at the post office, he appointed his unqualified crony, his son-in-law, to you know, run the pandemic response, which has been an immense failure. And when, when asked about surging deaths, the president of the United States says, it is what it is. What about I mean, raising it, more money, Ben? I was just going to ask you about this. I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, there's no. been talk about buying stamps and merchandise that citizens ought to do that to raise revenue because of all these cuts to uh, the USPS, because uh, they're talking about shutting down offices and they're talking about considering even cutting back service uh, uh, as well as shutting locations uh, where postal uh, services are provided. Uh, is it, are you mobilizing along those lines to raise more money? Yeah, look, we, we're absolutely encouraging folks to do anything they can to support their local post office. At the same time, there is just simply no replacement for proper functioning of government. The U.S. House, in its wisdom, has appropriated $25 billion. The most important thing right now is making sure that uh, Mitch McConnell and the Senate signs off on that. You know, that's what we've got to focus on right now in the, you know, it's just outrageous that the president of the United States during a pandemic, when people are relying on the post office for all manner of support, including getting their meds, voting, all sorts of core functions, he would actually encourage one of his cronies, the, you know, the finance chair of his, uh, of his convention, of his party's convention, no less, to literally hobble the, the basic functioning of the post office. It's got to stop. And the best way for that to happen is for the Senate to co-sign on the $25 billion that's passed through the House. Now, we should also mention the new Postmaster General has been invited to the House Oversight Hearing Committee uh, September 17th to talk about operational changes that are causing mail delays really all across the United States. And a listener writes, and this sounds like uh, throwing down of the gauntlet, can a Trump supporter please tell us why they don't mind the president undermining our beloved postal system? I just don't get it. If any of you would, uh, Trump supporters would like to weigh in on that, you're welcome. In the meantime, let me welcome a caller, and that's Cindy from Windsor. Cindy, welcome. I to hear you're doing the show. I just had a conversation with my sister who's in North Dakota, and um, her daughter is a probationary, uh, you know, employee at the post office there. And when I saw her, you know, uh, uh, at a wedding, she was, uh, you know, before the pandemic, she was so excited. This was the best job she's ever had. She has three kids. Um, you know, she was going to get a good benefit, you know, working hard. Uh, just so happy. But now, because she can get paid overtime, but the other workers can't get paid overtime, they're working her six days a week, and she's walking 15 miles a day, and she has no time for her family. She's exhausted. Um, you know, it's, it's just, uh, you know, ridiculous that uh, that mismanagement uh, is happening, you know, and, you know, for all the reasons that uh, your guest has been talking about. It's just 
you know, you know, it's just really, really hard to see, you know, how it's affecting people on the ground. Well, I think you've you know, given us you a for... good picture, Cindy, and I thank you for that. Ben, you want to it's say something? Tr- yeah, it's just, it's just jarring. I mean, you know, the Postal Service should run like clockwork, and these are great working jobs. You know, my, I have cousins who have been letter carriers for generations, and the fact that you would mistreat people who the rest of us depend on just to, for our lives to function, for our medicine, you know, to cast our ballots in the interest of ensuring that your party holds on to the presidency. It's just, I've never would have thought that a president of the United States would stoop the way that Mr. Trump has stooped in this moment, would empower a crony the way that he's empowered uh, Mr. DeJoy to try to achieve a partisan goal by hobbling the post office, putting lives at risk, and mistreating workers. I mean, it's, you know, the, the uh, president, you know, I don't have high expectations for him, you know, in any regard, but this is really a new low, and it's, and it's very dangerous. It's dangerous to our families. It's dangerous to our democracy. Uh, I hope the people of Kentucky, we're pushing all of our members across Kentucky and across this country, send a clear message to Mitch, Mitch McConnell that this is just not acceptable. Well, Cindy also mentioned overtime. Where, what has DeJoy done about overtime? Oh, he has, he has uh, greatly curtailed it. That's what's causing all of these backlogs, is that he said, you know, th- there's a whole bunch of me- measures related to this COVID pandemic and, frankly, related to, to the proper functioning of the election. At the core of that is allowing overtime to function as it has, and he's cut it way back. And that means that, uh, you know, you can have um, sort of certain contract employees who have rights per their contract, but the core workers of the post office have been greatly limited in the overtime that they can work so much so that it's causing backlogs. Those backlogs are likely to complicate the counting of votes that will then play into the hands of this false narrative that Mr. Trump has been trying to create that somehow vote voting by mail. Uh, is not effective or it's prone to corruption. And it's just not true. It is one of the most fraud-free ways that we have to run elections. It has worked very well in states across this country. Of course, what they've taken for granted is the proper functioning of the post office. Now, now Mr. Trump and his crony, Mr. DeJoy, the U.S. Postmaster General, have attacked the proper functioning of the post office and at the core of that is, is putting a, a hard cap on the overtime. Again, we're talking to Benjamin Jealous. He's president of the People for the American Way and People for the American Way Foundation, former president of the NAACP. And here's Michael. Michael, good morning. Welcome. Hi, good morning. Thank you. Uh, I really I, I understand everything Mr. Jealous is saying. And uh, I think so many, I think millions of Americans have been outraged in these recent months. I received so many emails and text messages and alerts about this crisis. And the thing I want to know as a citizen, uh, one of many who support the post office, as Mr. Jealous says, one of the most um, revered institutions, what can we do? Where is the campaign to mobilize people to, uh, to stand up and make send a definitive message to Washington, to McConnell, to Trump? Central this question. This will not be tolerated. Thank you for that, Michael. And Ben, I'd like you to respond to that. Also, let me put something else into the question Michael just posed uh, and get your response to this. It's a comment from a listener named Judy who says, due to Postal Service disruption, I suggest that people fill out sign and seal ballots, but do not mail back, hand deliver them to polling places to be sure they are in and counted. 
There's no waiting in line to vote, so you won't be risking COVID-19. Just drop it in the polling place box. Is that one way you suggest? Yeah, so what, I mean, what, what folks can do right now, they can go to our website, which is pfaw.org, and click on the postal campaign. There is a petition you can sign there. Um, it will uh, you know, go straight to the U.S. Senate demanding that they uh, re-release this $25 billion to the post office will function properly during this pandemic and function properly for the November elections. Again, the, you know, the president is out there trying to d- delay these, e- uh, le- 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 these e- le- elections, causing chaos at this time in the post office. I, you know, he seems to think we'll strengthen his hand. We need to make sure that our nation operates, that we send a signal to, to the world, quite frankly, that despite this pandemic, you know, we are a strong nation that holds its election on time, that makes sure that all of its people can vote. And doing that requires that our postal service, uh, you know, function um, at a full tilt. And that's why we need everybody to go to pfaw.org, click on our postal campaign, sign the petition, and send a clear message to the U.S. Senate that they need to release the $25 billion that has already been approved by the House. Oh, that's a, indeed an important suggestion for, for people, Ben. But I'm wondering what your thoughts are about uh, the idea you can hand deliver them to the polling place or another listener. Lorna says, what about private donors? What about Michael Bloomberg or Tom Steyer simply underwriting U.S. Postal Service so we can ensure the political football gets deflated? You know, the, the, um, it is always an, an option to bring your mail-in ballot down to your, to your local polling place. If that's convenient for people, they should do it. But folks should also put their faith in the post office. You know, we as a country, again, going back to even before this country was a country, back in the uh, time of Ben Franklin, you know, early on, we created this postal service to make sure that these United States would function, at a, you know, in a core way. You know, the philanthropy of a billionaire might help for a moment, but it does not help ongoing. And... Um, uh, quite frankly, just because we have you know a billionaire president who's trying to kill the post office, while it might be sort of attractive to think of having a billionaire from a different party try to save it, the only people who can save the, the post office at the end of the day long term is us. And we got to make sure that our senators do the right thing, and that's to frankly release this $25 billion and then get focused on ensuring that the post office runs like clockwork. People depend on it for their medicine. In every single community in this country, it is a source of good jobs. And it is also the key to making sure that, that, votes, vote, that votes are cast and counted in a timely fashion. This fall, all of that requires the post office to function properly. The US Senate knows what they need to do. The House has told them they need to apportion $25 billion right now. And again, folks can go to our website uh, sign the sign the uh, p- petition. That's pfaw.org. And the reality is, uh, there are many in this Republican administration who would like to privatize the post office. I think that probably goes without saying. But let me. Oh, that's just it. I mean, look, when you look at the president's cronies who have been appointed to run kind of core functioning institutions of our democracy, whether it is, uh, you know, the secretary of. Ed, Ms. Betsy DeVos, or whether it's the Postmaster General, Mr. DeJoy, in each case, they have a agenda, and it is to undermine these institutions and to ultimately privatize them. And, and that's why we, the people, have to stand up 
and say, this is unacceptable. We expect our uh, public schools to be well-funded and we absolutely expect our postal service to be funded in the way that we need it to so that we get our medicine on time so that good jobs are preserved in our community and so that we can all cast our ballots in the midst of a, of a pandemic with confidence. Yeah, we're talking to Ben Jealous, and at the risk of making us sound uh, partisan, which I don't want to do, uh, although Ben actually ran for governor under a Democratic uh, Party ticket, but uh, Schumer and Pelosi have actually called on Louis DeJoy to reverse all this cost-cutting. We'll see what happens with that. In the meantime, let me get another caller on. It's Ethan from Berkeley. Ethan, join us. Good morning. Uh, hi. Um, I just wanted to comment on uh, something that was said earlier about bringing ballots to the polling place. I just wanted to remind people that there are drop boxes uh, that will be available as soon as you get your mail-in ballot uh, all over the state of California. So there's no need to wait until Election Day to bring your ballot in uh, if you don't want to use the Postal Service. All right, Ethan, thank you for that. Good suggestion. I appreciate hearing from you. Let me hear from a listener who thinks uh, post office should be pro- uh, Postal Service should be privatized. Joseph, go ahead. You're on the air. Welcome. Hi. Good, uh, good morning. All due, res- all, all, all due respect, I think the post office should be privatized. When's the last time the gentleman that's speaking sat in line at the post office, especially Milpitas. I think the post office is too funded. I personally think it's a, it's, you know, it's a, it's a cash cow. You know what I mean? People are just sitting there doing nothing all day. You know, it's mismanaged. I deal with the post office all day. I'll take the comment off the air, but I personally think this should go privatized. I'm not a Trump supporter. I really don't care about Trump, but they need to go privatized. It's a waste of money down there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you for the opportunity. Well, thanks for weighing in, Joseph. Appreciate hearing from you. Ben Jealous, want to respond to Joseph? Yeah, sure. You know, look, I, I'm at my post office every week. Um, it is where I live in a kind of semi-rural community. It's an important gathering place. And it's also, um, quite frankly, you know, the best way to get a whole bunch of things done. Um, you know, my family lives all over the country. It's how we, we mail gifts. It's how we, uh, frankly, do our business. And there, this trend towards privatization, the only thing we, we you know, that, I think that, that callers should understand that, you know, look, you have somebody like Jeff Bezos, who, you know, with Amazon has privatized a lot of delivery that used to happen through the U.S. Postal Service. He's able to get fantastically wealthy, uh, yet his workers are incredibly exploited. And so as a country, that's really not what we're about. I have no problem. I'm a capitalist. I'm a business person. No problem with folks getting wealthy. But it shouldn't be that that we take core functions of government and turn those into massive channels of wealth for, you know, a small group of investors. It should be, on the other hand, that the people of our country are able to invest uh, together in creating core institutions that allow us to operate, that make us stronger as a nation, whether that is our military, whether that is our public schools, or whether that is our post office. In each case, those should really be run in the public interest, run efficiently, yes, but also pay a fair wage for fair work, which is something that Amazon famously doesn't do for most of its workers, and yet the Postal Service has always done. Ben Jealous, always good to have you with us. Thank you so much for joining us on Forum this morning. Thank you. 
Appreciate That's it. Ben Jealous, President of People for the American Way and People for the American Way Foundation, former president of NAACP. And when we return, we're going to talk about food banks, much needed in these times of pandemic. I'm Michael Krasny. Support for Forum comes from San Francisco Opera. Set 10 years after a school shooting, the critically acclaimed opera Innocence takes us into a complex emotional journey where our understanding of innocence and guilt is constantly upended. Kaya Sariajo's ethereal score collapses the past into the present as a community of survivors grapple with how to move forward. Don't miss the highly anticipated American premiere of Innocence, June 1st through 21st. Learn more at sfopera.com. We've all got those parts of our house where the internet just won't go. Well, if you had wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you could worry less about dead spots. Because with wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity, you get fast speeds, reliable connection in every room, and power for all of your devices, even when everyone's online. That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi only with Xfinity. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Actual speeds vary. Did you ever wonder what it's like to live alone, hidden in the woods, not speaking to a single soul for 30 years? Or wander the desert, uncover a hidden well, and dive to the bottom of the deepest water hole for 2,000 miles? The Snap Judgment Podcast takes you there with amazing stories told by the people who live them, with an original soundscape that drops you directly into their shoes. Snap Judgment. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.